Hello and welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. Uh, Tatooine is under a complete heat advisory right now, so none of us want to go outside. We'll be doing mail order for all our power converters until things get a little less terribly hot. Uh, but that's just what it is in this summer, I guess. Hi, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Schmittle. And I'm Port Jenkins. And yeah, like we said, it's hot. It's summer. But summer brings with it some good things for uh, X-Wing and gaming. Gen Con was this past week. Uh, we had some local tournaments of our own that all four of us showed up at. Technically. Technically, all four of us showed yeah, up. Yeah, technically, all four of us showed up. Uh, <laughs> I, you strategically didn't say played because that would be a lie. But yes. that, that is true. Uh, you know, so, Alex, why don't you fill us in on what happened uh, two weeks ago at our last tournament? Well, there were seven players, and I was iffy on playing anyway because, you know, X Wing. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't get motivated right now. And then I had a list I was excited to play. And then uh, we had not a number of players, so I told the Marshal Doug to drop me instead of giving one of the new players or the two of three of you guys a buy. Or Tyler. Especially not Tyler. Yeah, Tyler travels so far to play. And uh, same thing, Greg and Tyler came out. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun day. We had some new players out with us. Uh, Brian and uh, Jason. Uh, Shout out to Brian, by the way for painting amazing paintings on Greg's tokens from that tournament that Greg. Yes. Made. Yeah. This, this tournament, uh, yeah. Greg three, 3d printed us up some, uh, objective tokens and everybody got to take a handful of those home. Really nice looking with some, uh, Kansas city specific art on them. Greg, you really outdid yourself for those. Thank you. And yeah, Brian, uh, painted this up. Brian Carroll, uh, give him a quick shout out. Brian runs the, uh, Redux society here in Kansas city. They're kind of a, uh, general, Pop Nerd Culture Collective. Uh, they do X-Wing on some nights out here. They do for, a lot of really creative record, stuff. He doesn't run Redux Society. He just no, does it. Yeah, he goes there. He's one. He's kind of one of their guys that you know runs the events. He does a lot of their X-Wing stuff yeah. with their... Uh, and it's really creative. If uh, you're in the Kansas City area and you like maybe playing some versions of X-Wing that aren't the standard uh, 2.5, they've got some interesting... Uh, new things. He's made up like a, a Death Star mat, uh, really hyped for the upcoming trench run stuff. But it's great to see, you know, new groups starting up in the community and getting more people out there playing X-Wing. And it was great to have the two of them out at the tournament as well. Uh, seven's a pretty decent turnout for us for a, uh, again, this summer when everybody is either traveling or in our local group about like last weekend, at least 50% of the group was sick. Plus summer local- cold season. Like yeah. August is the worst month. August sucks. I'll stand by that forever. Yeah, it's it's a hit us all pretty hard. And we had a like I said, a fun tournament. Uh Doug came down to Doug and Greg in the uh finals. Uh I say finals, the third round. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I was uh content with uh my showing. I've been running a, a rebel list that I like. But yeah. Greg, you traveled the furthest, so how did you like the tournament? Uh, it was good. Um, I flew a list that uh, I thought was really fun. Uh, it was a Koshka, Sarasu, uh, Space, Kima, Lima Kai, not Kima, Lima. Doug, what was my other ship? Uh, oh, good golly. 
Good Maybe dollar. Sarasu. Yep. Oh, uh, Cad Bane, of course. Koshka. Yeah, Cad Bane. Of yeah, course. The, the Snapshot oh, Cad. It was the Snapshot Cad Bane. Uh, That's what I brought, too. That I came up with uh, all on my own the other day. Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. Are innovative, truly. Oh, uh, and so I flew that. Uh, I was two and one. Doug bullied me, uh, as he usually does. It was a good game, though. It yeah. was a good game. It was. It was very. I thought I was dead in the water, and then, uh, and then we had some, some, some really good turns, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be a pretty close game, right? Yeah. Well, like it was like point wise. Yeah, um, our, our first round game turned out that way as well. Yeah, our yeah. first round game was really close. That um, was probably the most intense game you and I have ever played. <laughs> yeah, that was a swingy one. That was like every round it was super swingy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really fun to put Koshka back on the board. Uh, I really liked the debris plus seismic uh, shenanigans. Oh, God, the rig cargo shooting and de- uh, delayed fuses seismics. Yeah. Oh, God. So it, it goes without saying, I have... A lot of my losses have come because I've done stupid things like forget my opponent's had bombs. This time I remember it. I'm like, he dropped a delayed seismic right on top of that red cargo chute. I'm going to do a big three bank and get out of range one of that, not realizing that that put me right next to a rock that was also at range one of the seismic. But I was so just like laser focused on the fact that you had that bomb sitting right on top of the red cargo chute. It never even occurred to me that you could detonate another obstacle oh yeah. and that's when i flew right in and i thought it was going to get you but no it hit three of my ships and killed one of them and then you killed the other one on the very next shot that was tight i watched that that was dope greg you guys (laughs) both pull off some sweet moves in that game and that was a swingy turn too because cad got killboxed i kind of laid cad out there to get my snapshot on ahsoka to kill her but and then yeah so it got it was very swingy. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah. Newt had a really sweet Sabine play the turn before where oh, yeah, yeah. he left, like, Cad had Sabine range one, and then Ahsoka moved in and coordinated a boost for Sabine past, and she dodged, Sabine dodged the arcs, and she, it was tight. It's a yeah. cool game. Yeah, there's a lot of fun with that list. It's uh, featuring around uh, Magvayaro with Leia and Hondo, and then you've got Luke with your standard Protorps loadout. Crockett's instinctive aim, Ahsoka, and then Sabine with Juke and Mando Optics. The idea being that you can jam Luke and Ahsoka with impunity most of the time to coordinate to your other ships that love having multiple actions like Sabine does. And, you know, you can get Sabine effectively triple modified if you've got Juke-focused target lock in one round. And she hits like a truck at range one, so it's like little mini fen. It's great. Uh, I really like that list. Uh, I ended up going two and one, but uh, because I had lost to Greg and ended up playing our two new guys, strength of schedule kind of hit me pretty hard there. But come to mention that we've played in a few 2.5 tournaments now, now that strength of schedule is the tiebreaker. At first, I wasn't happy about that because I hated the idea of being able to get big old, you know, colossal wins and not have it matter. But the more I play, I'm thinking I really like this change, that it actually disincentivizes running up the score because there's really not a lot of point to it. Yeah, I think it also encourages people to just concede whenever they've lost and they don't want to play anymore. Whereas, like, in the MOV days, like, people would be in a game where they're just miserable 
and they're just clinging mm. into the game, hoping to half points one more ship or something. Yeah, and you'd concede like and give up so much MOV. Yeah, and now now you just you just go, okay, it's over, get it over with. Now I can take a mental reset before next round. Yeah, well, that, oh, yeah, exactly. In Doug yeah. Knight's game, I did this. I did that. I was like, okay, so you, I like figured out that you were gonna win, but I was like, well, if we go these two extra rounds, can I get more points? And we figured out, obviously, that doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's the mindset is, oh, I need points. I need points. So it's actually really good because that is pretty miserable when you can't win a game. But you're just like, oh, I guess I'll I'll try to capture these 30 extra points or, or whatever it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strength of schedule is probably worst for like giant tournaments like Gen Con that we'll talk about. But most of those tournaments have moved to the X and 1 or X and 2 make cut. So tiebreaks just don't matter at all. Which yeah, I think it just is, which is my favorite method of cuts. Yeah, especially for for big tournaments like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's the best way to do it over multiple flights too. Yeah, because then each flight knows if they made the cut or not the, mm-hmm. when they're done. Yeah, yeah, it's not super feasible for something like a regional that's trying to get it all done in one day. So you need to know how many rounds you're playing, stuff like that. But but whenever you have enough planning in advance that you can set it up, I think it's the best way to do it. Absolutely. And speaking of, uh, yep, there was a uh, multiple day tournament at Gen Con. There were three heats leading into the uh, what ended up being a top 22 final, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, And we saw a lot of really neat stuff come out of there. A lot of really interesting results from what was flown, what made the cut. Uh, Not (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to say not interesting, but not a uh, an unexpected win. Uh, Duncan Howard, uh, uh, some of you who've played X-Wing for more than 10 minutes might know the name Duncan Howard, ended up winning at Gen Con. Has Duncan won a Gen Con before? No, because he said no. on Facebook this is his second Gen Con and his first win. Oh, yeah. well, there we go. He's, so He's won a Nationals him. before, but that's when Gen Con was Continentals. Was Continentals, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, a lot of folks did really well. Uh Shout out to former podcast guest and friend of us all, Mark Myers, out of the Arch Alliance from St. Louis, for going undefeated in the first heat. Uh, congratulations, Mark. That's a hell of an accomplishment, especially with a list that I know I, for one, did not expect to do see do so well. But uh, we're surprised by that. Doug, my, you have thoughts about Mark. My favorite part about that is uh, Mark messaged me at the beginning of that week and was asking if any of the Kansas City guys were going to Gen Con. And because like he was just trying to decide who to hang out with, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not even sure if I'll play an X-wing. I'll decide when I get there." And then he went five and zero in Swiss, mm-hmm. which is pretty classic, Mark. If you yeah. Him. He's just so, yeah, the most carefree guy ever when it comes to X-wing, but he's really good. Yeah, you know, Mark just he'll he'll show up to just hang out at a tournament, and if he decides to play on a whim with whatever list he had that week in the car, he's gonna wreck fools. That's just what he does. Uh, we love him for it. Uh, so, Doug, what did he fly? That was uh, such a surprise for us. Uh, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. So he was running Resistance, uh, which, uh, for those of you who have been paying attention to uh, the meta so far that's been showing up in like Europe and the online events, uh, Resistance has not been doing much. Uh, but he was one of four Resistance lists across the three flights that went undefeated in Swiss. Uh, but his was probably the most unique. It was... Uh, you're pretty classic overdrive Poe with Protorps, Ferrisphere, R4, Munitions Failsafe, Black One, Heroic, Jamming Beam, and Foils. And then he had uh, Ray with Heroic, Novice Tactician, Rose, Finn, Falcon Title, and Engine Upgrade. And then probably the weirdest thing was Covenel in the uh, the Space Couch, the Resistance Transport, with Heroic, R4, Leia, and Jamming Beam. Uh, so 
Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I say like Kova was very popular pre 2.5 points and even a couple metas before that. Yeah. When um, it first came out when. Yeah. And, and a little after, but yeah, the, the whole Leia shenanigan uh, where she could infinitely stop and you can't do that anymore because Leia has been errated to only work on non-zero maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's still a powerful combo to be able to one turn and reverse and make them white. Um, and then the, I'd imagine the purple coordinate also came in pretty handy with Bo and Ray. Um, so yeah, I mean, props to him. That's uh, I don't think that's a list anybody saw coming. Uh, I've seen a lot of like Poe Ray ZZs or Poe Ray Lulos, but I've I've never seen a Kova in there. So uh, uh, again, you know, major props. That was a, a great showing with that. But yeah, Kova was the one that surprised me because before when we're I was trying to think of what to bring up, what topics there, and I was like, is the Resistance transport even a viable ship anymore? And then as soon as I get that thought in my head, Mark goes five and zero with one. So. Uh, yeah, it's got a place in there. Uh, what about you guys? As we've looked over this all, are there any other lists that jumped out at you guys? Dion! That, uh, Dion made the cut! Dion got to play and made the cut, indeed! Dion! Uh, what was he flying, Alex? Dion flew First Order. He flew Grudge and the Bomber. Elusive, Automated Target Priority, Electro Chaff. We see pre-solid uh, counter to the... F- Alpha Strike list with Electro Chaff. Mm-hmm. Uh, skill Bombardier and Proximity Mines. Dread, Electro Chaff, Skill Bombardier and Proximity Mines. Since in the theme. Commander Malaris in the TIE Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Ship and Cluster Missiles, which is because um, of the Glitter Stim ability. That's two fully modified attacks. Well, one yeah, fully modified, one real. focus modified. And then some sweet marksmanship. And Scorch, Predator, Fanatical Optics, just a solid hitter. And then uh, Kylo and the Whisper, Instinctive Aim, Shattering Shot, Predator, Concussion Missiles for that three die range two three attack. Optics, which is always a good choice on Kylo's. Munitions Failsafe and the Jamming Suite. Yeah, yeah especially mean, with the Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missile. Like yeah, you focus, like. You have three force, you spend one to fire it, and then you have two force and a focus to modify dice. It's, it's basically focus lock, mm-hmm. mathematically. Like, I love the prequel ships or the sequel ships with force because their ability with optics com- imagine if jedi had access to optics Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah yeah but i like that this this particular uh team of five first order ships has been really popular and done quite well lately uh so not surprised yeah, to see was, uh, uh you know Dion by uh mm-hmm. chirpy chris patrick yep. mm-hmm. uh, who was also same flight same list also made the cut um, yep. Dion has mentioned that it's a list he really likes, and uh, he did well with it, made his own, you know, couple little tweaks to it, and I was glad to see him actually get to be able to get out, get on the table, and have fun. It's, ah, gosh, he does so much for the community, and it's nice to see him able to get out and play. Uh, Greg, was there anything from the uh, tournament that's jumped out at you as a fun or interesting list? Um. Well, to stay on these resistance lists, this it's very interesting that uh, Joe Canopa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadduka Joe. Yeah. Out of, uh, out of Indianapolis. Oh, Helped okay. run formerly, formerly out of Japan. Okay. <laughs> that was he. Yeah. Uh, he has Chewbacca, uh, Kaz, Wilsa Teshlo, Kai. Thr- I know these are the Y Wings. Yeah. Shasta. These are just nope. name generated. Let's be honest. And uh, yeah, so, <laughs> don't you dare speak about Kai Thrinali, my favorite movie character, like that. Yeah. How dare you? Shasa Zaro has way more depth. 
That's, that can't um, be a real person. <laughs> but like, this is neat just because of like what it is. Also, uh, these aren't the same, so that would be hard to remember for so many uh, rounds, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just to see Chewbacca is pretty cool. But to make a five ship resistance list and then to obviously do well, got this oh, top, four, yeah. top four, yeah, four, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and then I know you didn't ask me, but I have a second one I want to talk about, and it's not the one you were going to talk about. Uh. Uh, let's see, Will Hagwood with uh, two uh, Decimators? Yes! And three TIE Fighters? <laughs> I just think that's super cool. Uh, like, even just, like, how the list would look on the table, I think that's pretty dope. Um, but do you think that people are using Decimators as, like, point fortresses? Uh, it is, essentially. Because okay. uh, they have 16 health, and you don't get a single one of those seven points until you do 16 damage. Right, and, okay, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Morna, who essentially is reinforced every turn, guaranteed. So that's upwards of twenty-four health, probably that you have to chew through. Oh. And uh, and then best case scenario, yeah. And decimators are fast, so like honest, you I chew wanna, into one and it just bails out. I just want to play the list because I want it to look cool on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Like it yeah, would I'm... just look cool as like I don't know, just because usually or before in two point people would fly the double decimators, and that would be your whole list <laughs> yeah precisely and, and now they get to do this and um it's just super exciting to see the variations in lists here um, and there's a there's a couple of really nasty tricks that they have uh he opted not to do seven sister which i know some people have done but uh death troopers on a decimator is really rude because if you mm-hmm. bump focus you are not clearing that stress next turn because there's no maneuver over a decimator that will get you out of range one Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, oh god, you're right, yeah. and it's and it's on Oiken who wants you to bump him anyway. Him people, yeah. yeah, and then you've <laughs> got Vader Crew on Morna, which is I mean I think everybody knows Vader Crew is pretty annoying to deal with, um, but especially yeah. if you don't want to take red focuses when you're bumping yeah. all these large base ships and Tie Fighters that are just gonna jam up the board. Oh god, that's right. Because so if you've got mm-hmm. someone that's bumped Oiken or bumped anybody, and they have the option to take a red focus, and you've got Vader out there. You're like, all right, free damage unless you want to strip that focus that you took for no reason. Thanks for stressing yourself. Well, you took it yeah. so you didn't take the damage. Yeah. But and now yeah, you're stressed and you have to deal with Death Troopers. Right. Correct. And then, and then with Seven Sister, got... you were saying that they could, that it's an orange token, right? Uh, seven Sister is when you would get a stress, they can spend a force to give you a jam or, or tractor. Okay. Yeah. So I could see that. That'd be... Yeah. But then on top of that, you've got the two Jingoists, which uh, if you're losing your tokens to Vader, they're just assigning the standard deplete as they want now. Yeah, just so each up. Yeah, there's a lot of ships that work individually but still synergize with each other here that I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a look at that, and the first thing I saw was like, oh, Decimator and three TIE Fighters, neat. I wonder how extensive. Wait a minute. And I looked at it, I was like, well, did he not be? Did he not decide which he put in the list, so he just put both of them? And then I did the points in my head, and I was like, oh, my God, that fits. Gross! I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good on Will who uh, had a hell of a run as well. And then uh, I'd like to shout out Cam Murray, who is uh, well. I'd always loved watching Cam Murray play because he he and I come up with a lot of uh, the same style of lists, and I just love watching what he comes up with. And this one was a uh, uh, scum list, one of the few ones that made the cut with uh, Boba Fett with Fearless Electro Chaff again making an appearance. Uh, Contraband Cybernetics, the Slave One title, not the uh, good Slave One, but the one that basically just says you get a gunner slot. 
uh, Ahsoka and veteran tail gunner. So you've got a force using Boba with, uh, you know, double shots. Then Kushka Frost with notorious triple zero seismics contraband marauder title and veteran tail gunner. And then uh, in the Hawk, Kanan Jarrus with Maul. So, yeah, God, that is just with Kanan's ability, those fire sprays aren't taking a lot of damage anytime soon. That's, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, especially... I, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I say I looked a lot at something similar right after the points change, and I did not, I was not convinced. And uh, when I'm re, let's just say I'm revisiting it as <laughs> I speak. Like, yeah, I say the double fire spray plus has been taking over Europe quite a bit. There, there's a mix of Boba plus seven point fire spray plus Kanan, or doing two seven point fire sprays and then like Q9 or uh, yeah, that's because that's the other con. Yeah, was. <laughs> um, but who, I, who the, knew? Who knew that would be strong? Two double, two double yeah. fire sprays plus something else. Yeah. <laughs> but what's particularly uh. nasty about these is. If you shoot at Boba, I mean, so if you shoot at anything, Kanan is reducing their dice, uh, which is already annoying. But then if you shoot at Boba, he's got Boba rerolls. So you're rolling less dice, and he's pretty much guaranteed to get his two results. If you shoot at Koshka, you're getting strained from Notorious. If you're stressed, mm-hmm. she's getting a reroll. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got triple zero, so there's a, you're either giving her a mod or you're taking stress, which is giving her a mod. Like, there's there's just no good target in this list. Like, Kanan is the best, but he's still going to Kanan himself. And it's still going to take you way more shots than you want. And then at the end of the day, you kill the hawk while there's still two fire sprays doing whatever they want. Can Kanan <laughs> uh, do his ability twice? Yes, yes. And he has a force token. Yep. Like right. He's got a force. Which I like. The The guy who flew on Heat 1, I don't remember which was which. Is that Cam on Heat 1? He put yeah. Maul on Kanan, which right. lets you, when Kanan takes damage, he can get a force back. So he can just yeah. so he continually, can maul, he can continually maul himself. Yep. Yeah, you could do it or a bunch. Or himself. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, if he's right. if he's facing down a six ship list, like he'll take five stress to reduce every one of their dice if he needs to. Yeah, like, well, exactly. Yeah, you can yeah, do it. Yeah, because then you've won the game because they blew their opening engage on Kanan and didn't kill him. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it with the Mandalorian, which is also a seven point ship, but not a fire spray. Um, but not relevant to this conversation at all. So never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant Mandalorian crew, and I was like, but why? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Gen Con, again, uh, came down to Andrew Knuckles, uh, Curl Park Creatives, and Duncan. A lot of, lot of familiar names in the uh, finals. Good seeing uh, Zach Bart in there, uh, another uh, past LVO winner and all-around just good guy. Uh, Nathan Eide, Crispy, uh Chris Patrick again, Andrew and Philip Schmidt. Uh, I'm glad Nathan's back in X-Wing, man. Nathan was yeah. one of my all-time favorite opponents, and I played him twice. And I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, I mean, you just look at this cut, and it's just filled with with classic names. names. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of two of the ones that uh, we got to see him play at the scrub down, uh, Nick Sperry and Tommy Adams being the only players to make the cut with Rebels, despite Rebels being uh, either the second or first most played ship in uh, overall three heats. Is that a sign of something? Because uh, no. people. Yeah, I mean, people, like, it's yeah, one turn. Not it's not a sign of anything. But and even if it is, like um, rebels are always the most played faction, even when they're garbage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say that over the course of the like six or so tournaments we've had, rebels have yet to perform as well as they were projected to, which I think is more of a sign that the meta has shifted very hard into anti-alpha with things like electro chaff missiles and mag pulse warheads and lots of this tech to prevent munitions from going off. And uh, because of the changes 
Rebels' two best ships are Luke and Wedge with Protorps. So they're they're running into hard matchups very frequently. Yeah, which says also, again, a lot about Tommy and Nick, who are both just incredible players. Uh, Tommy bringing three X-Wings with Fen Rao uh, in the Sheathapede, and Nick bringing a classic, uh, almost the, uh, the Father Bob special of Luke, Wedge, and Han, but with so many more upgrades than when Bob flew it. Uh, again, all these are lists that I don't think there's a list in the finals that I would not like to try putting on the table. Uh, but uh, today we were talking about Duncan's list that won it with Republic, which also uh, has Republic made a major uh, victory at a tournament? No. Yet? So uh, I think the biggest takeaway from Gen Con is that the meta is a lot more open than people were yeah. assuming because a lot of people kind of decided that it was figured out that it was, it was first order and defender and, and empire lists featuring Vader. And uh, like, I don't think resistance had made a cut of maybe like one or two rare circumstances, but we had four resistance lists go five and zero, oh, another one go four and one. And that one made top four. And then separatists, which had been everywhere only had one list out of 22, make the cut and Republic which was zero to like a very few also had to make the cut and one of them win the whole thing. So a lot of the lesser represented factions uh, showed up and a lot of the more represented factions uh, didn't show up. Mm -hmm. And uh, Duncan brought a uh, very interesting list. Uh, Anakin Skywalker in the Delta seven B with compassion, crack shot, chopper and spare parts. Obi-Wan in the Delta 7 with elusive R2-D2 and calibrated laser targeting. As an aside, I love Republic R2-D2 just because of his ability to do things like blow up obstacles for no reason. Not uh, devices for no reason. Yeah, he can just like, murder Mandalorians. Super Commandos. He can yeah. just kill them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Just like device. in the show, man. Did you see yeah. the episode where yeah. Death Watch captured Ahsoka? Uh, but also uh, Contrail in the V-Wing with Crackshot, R7A7, the crit bot, Synchronized oh. Console, Besh Title, and Proton Bombs. Kind of a little do-everything ace. And then Hound in the lat with C-3PO Crew, 7th Fleet Gunner, Agile Gunner, Synchronized Console, and the card that made me say out loud, WTF does that do, Corky Cries. Which I didn't look up, I just said in our group chat... Quick, can anybody tell me what Corky Cries does? And uh, with this list, incredibly good, yeah. Uh, Corky Cries is when a ship, in, a friendly ship in your front arc defends, you can just pass a token to them. And then when a ship in your front arc becomes the defender, if you are obstructing the shot, then... Uh, they get it to roll an extra green die. He's got like a very limited uh, tactical scrambler, which is a really weird scenario because that ship has to be in your front half, not your front arc, your front half, and you have to be obstructing the shot, meaning the shooter is behind you. So uh, Yes and no. So uh, a lot of people think it works like Reinforce whenever that's there, but that's actually not exactly what it is. They just have to have part of their ship in your front half. Like basically if you were a YV, could you shoot them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just has to meet okay. that requirement. Say so the I, I, a lot of people think of it like reinforced, but reinforced specifically says if the ship is only in your front half. Okay, half. all right. That so that makes a lot you know more sense. That okay. So you can use uh, the Corky carrier as a flanker to just you know, yeah. I mean, essentially, you bring him up behind everybody, which you want to anyway with Seven Fleet Gunner 
and the rerolls, like you want to make sure you have arc on the same things they have arc on. And you know, lats aren't the most maneuverable ships, so it's wow. it's easy to just put them range three behind everybody, um, and get all that. I'm I'm assuming the obstruction thing happens almost never, but being able to pass tokens is really good. Very true, very true. And I have to actually go in and remind myself what Hound's pilot ability. Oh, okay, after a friendly small ship in your arc gains a deplete or strain token, if you have no tokens of that type, you may transfer that token to yourself. Ooh. Which normally would be pretty blank, but we're so, in a meta that features a ton of ISB jingoists that yeah. love just giving people strain and deplete. And then Hound goes, nah, I'll take that instead. <laughs> yeah. Shoot at me. I'm the, you know, I'm the tank. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. That's that's a really good list, and Duncan flew it incredibly well, uh, as Duncan is liable to do. So, Yeah, so I, I looked a lot at Delta 7 Jedi and pretty much just chickened out on actually trying them. Um, I still don't know that I believe most people with those ships, because you have to fly it pretty perfectly um, with how how many more ships and how much higher offense is these days compared to, like, the the heyday of Delta 7 meta. But, uh, I mean, clearly he made it work. It's I mean, there's still three dice ships that have full mods practically all the time. And, uh, like, he had Chopper, which means he's jamming people. Uh, Chopper also works really well with Anakin because he can take the red evade and then clear the stress. Um, things like that. So. Was uh, Duncan undefeated on the tournament? Yes, he was. Good. Duncan's uh, usually undefeated. Yeah. I've beaten yeah, him he's... once, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, heck, heck of a uh, time. One of these days I want to get out to Gen Con. I've wanted to go to Gen Con for almost 25 years I'll, now. Uh, I wanted to go, but... It's on the list of times, but probably not for a couple of years for me. Yeah. Not only because of, you know gesturing at everything but gen con's expensive man <laughs> yes it is and yeah. also it's farther away than chicago from Kansas. yeah i say i'd love to go to gen con but it would probably be after i stopped playing x-wing honestly because i would feel goofy spending that much money to go hang out in the x-wing section for the entire time like um I mean, obviously, it's over like four or five days. So you can do other stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels weird spending a thousand dollars and then spending an entire day in one spot. That's very true. Thousand dollars? Expensive, man. I'm pretty sure it's like a hundred bucks a day for Gen Con tickets, and then oh my. No, and I, I, hotels yeah. are really expensive during that time because it's the biggest gaming convention ever. So they all know it's all indie has. Like, yeah, they gouge. Yeah, it's an it's not a cheap trip. But there's always Adepticon. Which is a much cheaper trip and two hours closer. And (laughs) Worlds. And Worlds, which, yeah. yeah. The worst thing about it is that it's on my wife's birthday. (laughs) Uh, Well, you can make it a family trip then. Get her to qualify for Worlds? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like we power train Rocky Montage, your wife, into a Worlds caliber X-Wing player. I was going to say, I don't think you've met my wife, but she is not... Not a gamer. I am kind of sad you didn't get to bring the kids to the tournament. Oh, yeah. I I think the boy would be good. Uh, Lily, on the other hand, she would have been wild. Yeah. She's she a runner. She, oh. is not, she is not a good girl. <laughs> oh, they're about hitting that age. Oh, yeah, yeah, congratulations to everybody who played at Gen Con. Hope you all had a wonderful time. Thanks to, again, all those who put it on and made it happen. Uh, again, glad to see large-scale X-Wing back. 
So mm-hmm. I'd say just a couple other quick tidbits before we move on to something else. So there were 123 people total um, and 22 in the cut, so roughly a sixth of the field. Um, Empire, who has, I think, been pretty much the most dominant in terms of cut rate, uh, did have the most in the cut. But what was kind of interesting is they had six total, three from Heat 1 and three from Heat 2, but zero in Heat 3, which I just thought was odd. Uh, Heat 3, in general, was just the weirdest day for factions that made the cut. Because it had everybody but Empire make the cut. And it was the Rebels only made the cut in Heat 3, Republic only made the cut in Heat 3, Separatists only made the cut in Heat 3. So it was. I'd be interested to see what the. I haven't looked at all of the lists, but I'm interested to see what the faction breakdowns were like across the three days because it's it's just interesting how different the third heat is compared to the first two. Yeah, and yeah, again, five resistance lists making the cut when we had four, which went undefeated. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Were those lists uh, incredibly different or very similar? Oh, you said that uh, had Poe. All four of the ones that were 5-0 had Poe. I believe they were all the standard Flyboy Poe. Which, to um, be honest, is is very surprising just because of how uh, volatile... Uh, is that the right word? Uh, he can die so quick, or if you... You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's not oh. a true... Is he a true ace? He's not a true ace. Uh, I would say right. he's a true ace. Okay. Overdrive, um, he yeah, oh, yeah he kind of is. Through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, so, like I, I put him in spots, and you're just like uh, he lacks just a smidge. But with players like you know Mark and and the others, uh, so one he, of the Poe's was Commander Poe because uh, Philip Schmidt ran Ray Poe Wilsa Shasa, so Ray Poe and two Ys. But that means he had to save a point somewhere, so it had to be Commander Poe. Um, the Y wing is really like. The MVP in these lists. Like, yeah, I mean, I think other than Mark, every resistance list had Y wings in it. So we had a Poe Kaz 3Y. We had a Poe Finn 3Y. The Ray Poe 2Y. Chewy Kaz 3Y. And then Mark with Poe Raykova. So yeah, props to Mark for being the, the resistance player that didn't bring the Y wings, but clearly the Y wings are pretty good. Um, MVP in the faction right there, probably. Yeah, the it, it turns out whenever you. Uh, you can do any action and get a calculate afterwards. You pretty much just have a force point, which is really good on a three-point ship that has seven health and moves pretty quick. Yeah, it's about oh. as janky as a Jedi Knight <laughs> on yeah. aggregate, and uh, we saw how good those were three points. Well, so Mark got the award at Adepticon, right? Uh, he did, for yeah. Resistance. Mm-hmm. So I don't do math good, but Mark might be the best Resistance player in the world. <laughs> I think about market right resistance now, is he doesn't stop. Like he's he's yeah. always hammering resistance no matter the is. meta. Know he knows uh, yeah. that faction better than anyone, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I cannot fathom Mark playing anything but resistance. And I know he has, and I know he's good with it. I'll say but, that's true though. Yeah. Yeah, every time I've beaten Mark has been when he's flying a non-resistance list just for, you know, crits and squiggles. And you know, then I go to a tournament, Mark brings resistance and steals my lunch money. <laughs> Crits and is, squiggles? Why is our podcast? God, I, I hate that uh, so much more than I would have expected to. So much more than I would have expected to. What? <laughs> oh, I God. I was that's, just, the next, that's the next talk you see. I was just texting Doug, like, God, um, I don't know why I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this down right now. And like, I don't know why, but God, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> T-shirt idea. Sell <laughs> uh, to Gold Squadron. Maybe they'll make it. There you go. Uh, Ooh, one last thing about the Resistance Y-Wings. Uh, Andrew Schmidt, I think, brought a really... 
uh, ingenious Lega build. Uh, it's Tierfon Belly Run, Ion Cannon Turret, Electro Chaff Missile, BB-8 Engine Upgrade. Uh, so that Lega gets to pretend to be a First Order Bomber with the Electro Chaff Missile, because BB-8 was moved to the system phase. So now you oh. can... You're, you're actually... Now you don't have Sealed Bombardier, yeah. but you can Barrel Roll before launching it as well now. So you, you add some different options for it. Um, but that's a, that's a really good way to get some Farmer tech into a resistance list. I want to point out that for most of that, I thought Lego was some kind of portmanteau name of the whole build. Nope. Not the pilot name. Legafossang. So. I actually... Those aren't words. My favorite character nope. from the movie. You're just I'm saying sounds. Things. Those are just sounds. They're right just now. sounds. I like... thought you just said Lego weird. And uh, <laughs> like you had... Because like, I saw somebody, and I can't remember if it's Duncan. Somebody likes to use Lego figures. On Duncan them. does, yeah. Duncan yeah, and all uh, of his ships have, have Lego minis on them. So I thought you were just going for Lego... And then you just went a whole different direction. Nope, yeah, Lega awesome. who also yeah. has an actual ability. Uh, I think she gets to re-roll based on friendly ships with calculates or something like that. How can you uh, have... When she performs a primary or turret attack, she can re-roll one die, attack die for each friendly device or calculating friendly ship in the attack arc. So she launches uh, an electro traff missile, and she probably gets a re-roll out of it. Oh, so, yeah. Um, plus, if there's any other way wings involved, more rerolls. Yeah, would that have calculates? Because they're all boosting and getting calculates, or target locking and getting calculates. And, and which movie is she from? The uh, only one with the Y wings, the one that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> what? Rise of Legafossing. Yeah, that one. Ah. Rise of Kythronali. <laughs> Rise of Wilsa Teshlo. <laughs> you can't just keep saying sounds. <laughs> Sound. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, so that's our Gen Con wrap-up. Uh, and one of the things we used to do back in the day on this podcast in the, uh, the pre-Greg time was have a little fun with some random list generation and see what we could make out of it. Now, the whole one of the big changes, of course, is doing a random list. And what we would do, we'd be like, okay, you're stuck with these pilots, but you can change the upgrades. Well, now everybody's got full upgrade points, so it doesn't matter. So what we're going to do is a little challenge where we you're going to Create a random list, and those are the chassis you are stuck with, and you're stuck with being at 20 points, but you can change a little well, things around. And You can you know, give up points if you really want if to. If you really want to. If you think it's good enough and you want to give up some points. I uh, don't see a reason why, but... But seeing just, you know, what options you have with a random grab bag of ships, because as we've seen from many tournaments, random grab bags of ships can do pretty darn well these days. Uh, guys, do we want to do this standard, or do we want to make it really complicated and do extended? Standard. No, just complicated. Oh. Okay. <laughs> let's, 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 let's try some standards here. So It'll give wants... me a faction. All right. Scum. Uh, all right. Scum. Give us okay. a scum list here. All right. I have randomized. Oh, boy. Okay. Let me You're post it in the it. Discord. Yeah. Uh, so right. we have the freighter captain, the generic falcon, with Gar Saxon. We have Q9 in the uh, assault ship with Kira, Tristan Wren, Jamming Beam, Agile Gunner, Cloaking Device, Babu Frick, Munitions Failsafe, Failsafe, and Razor Crest. We have Overseer Yushin with Crackshot and Target Computer, and a Skull Squadron, Generic <laughs> Fang, with Homing Torpedoes and Delayed Fuses. Sure, not a lot of flexibility in those points no. there. I mean, <laughs> the, good news, the good news is all of the Falcons are the same price, yeah, and so there are plenty Han. of names. Yeah, you just, you just yeah. upgrade that Falcon to Han. Okay, so what's the rule here? You can do you what, can, what? You can change up to two pilots, 
Um, but you have to keep all the, the same chassis. So and and the crew I mean, or uh, the 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 upgrades you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, I think loadout is is free. To yeah, loadout is just is just. Okay. So I mean, obviously you make Han instead of a generic, and I don't see a reason to do Lando or L three here because there's nothing overlapping. Yeah, I had Han. I had Han too. Yeah, yeah I used and they changed yeah, the fact sure. to Joy, probably. Joy or Cad. Yeah, probably Joy. And then yeah. you just have a Yware or a Tie Fighter, which exists. But hey, man, all Tie Fighters are basically equal that aren't Cat and Seabor. So, uh, is there any shenanigans you can do to give Han a? Weapons disabled to use over Syracuse's ability. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably I, not worth it. Sure, don't think there is. Oh, Some you can only change scum. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm looking at Q9 here and looking at some of these uh, things. Kira is not exactly a light well, in the you, world on fire. We got, I mean, you can change all the upgrades. Yeah, so I'm looking at some things That's here. A lot of upgrades. So my personal favorite place to start with Q9 is Lando IGD crew. Um, it's seven points in both crew, but you essentially get to be fully modified every turn because you get two calculates. You can spend them to reroll on offense or defense. Uh, yeah, very strong there. Uh, agile uh, gunner totally not needed in this build. Yeah, uh, I think contraband is a good place to be, but um, you always have the flexibility because you're always bringing razor crest. So I sad they didn't get Mandalorian optics. But really, the are the loadout points super necessary? Like it's a Han build. They also yeah. Can. So what, <laughs> what I would go a couple, with is, there have been a couple actually useful Hans that have come up. Like the the double fire spray has used Han before, um, and you do Gar Saxon and the title and trick shot. And, Every uh, way to get more attack dice. Yeah, and like with so with Koshka and Han, you're you're just really punishing people for stressing themselves, as mm-hmm. a lot of people did. All right. So what mm-hmm. I would be looking at for this is. Uh, Han with uh, Trick Shot, Gar Saxon, Engine Upgrade, Title, uh, Triple Zero, and then uh, for two points, I would probably throw, uh, I don't know, Zuckus on there just for, you know, fun there. Uh, I, I, went, I went slightly different. I did the Trick Shot, Gar Saxon, Engine Upgrade, Title, and then I did Kira, Mandalorian, False Transponder oh. Codes. Um, Mandalorian is mostly just a oh crap, Han's in a bad spot. I'll reinforce this turn. Oh, uh, that's right, because it gives you the reinforce. It okay. gives you why reinforce, yeah. Doug, um, you jam the lock, you rock for Kira. Let's oh, see. that's a good point. Okay. Because uh, it does say object. I just checked. It does say object. Okay. Yeah. Right, you just make that overtuned then for a turn you target lock and then have full mods. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, Q9 uh, in the assault ship, Lando IGD. Jamming beam uh, BT1 because it's just always a good fun three point uh, two points to put in there. Rig cargo shoot and false transponder and then the title so you can. Throw... Uh, you don't want two elicits because the because then you can't razor crest. You have to ah. they rule that you have to leave one open for the razor crest. Ooh, though, which is okay. bullshit. Yeah, so I did Lando IGD overtuned and Dangar. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, that makes that makes a bit more sense. Yeah, I mean ninety percent of the time you're going to take contraband as the the elicit, but I don't know. Sometimes you take false transponder codes or whatever. Good point. Uh, I like the Yushin build they've got. Their crack shot targeted computer is fine on a uh, TIE fighter. I switched it to trick shot because he had more points, and I, don't know, I feel like TIE fighters can just run up to rocks because they can just go over in the next turn. So, I yeah. switched to swarm tactics, and I looked at the Yushin's initiative. And then I... <laughs> I'm bringing everybody <laughs> down to <I-N. laughs> Yeah. 
I changed it to nothing. Yeah. And then uh, the Fang Fighter, I switched it to Cad Solus, giving him a uh, fearless Prockets and Munitions failsafe. I did I, joy with Cutthroat, Ion Torps, and Mandalorian Optics. I also did that joy. See, I like the idea of Cad with uh, Prockets because you've got that uh, barrel roll and boost into focus to line that up. As well, you, you can uh, Talon roll or 4K and have your Prockets available. And yeah, you know, yeah this I mean, my thing is Mandalorian Optics is so good, and Joy with Mandalorian Optics is like Joy is Wedge, mm. and then she's yeah, Joy is whole mods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't argue with that at all because ever since playing Joy in the uh, the exhibition game at Worlds 2018, I've always wanted that ship to be good, and I still wouldn't say it's a uh, A tier ship, but I dig it. Yeah, all I don't right. know. Um, I think. If there's one thing we learned about Gen Con, it's that, uh, which I think this has been the case throughout all of X-Wing history, it's that people tend to just accept what the meta is too fast. So, like, if you think something might be good, test it. I mean, we, okay. we didn't see Republic do anything for the first, well, it's been three months since the points change? Two months? Whatever. Well, like, yeah. Republic didn't do anything, and then Duncan just cleaned house, won the whole thing, didn't lose a game. Um, and another Republic list, Nick Tobin also made cut. Like it, it, it clearly wasn't just a, a one one person show. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Same with yeah. Resistance. Like it, it it bubbled out a bunch, and then suddenly it tore up the entire field. <laughs> yeah, anything can work. I mean, you know, I look at this list and I'm thinking, okay, you've got a Razor Crest, a Scum Falcon, a, a Mining Guild Tie Fighter, and a Fang Fighter that isn't Fen Rao. And part of me just goes, eh, really? Uh, you know, and there's really, there's nothing you can drop to fit Fenrau in there. Because... I want to point no, out, but... I have done all, like, everything I've done in two points. Like, I won the first Greg tournament, Von Greg thing we had. And uh, that was with a Fang who wasn't Fenrau. Like, yeah. Tarok's been good the whole time. And, and Cad, was way to... Cad, Cad was good at four points. Like, there's always been non-Fenrau Fangs in 2.5. Another way to think about this is let's like look at the list with scenarios on like what their strengths and weaknesses are. I'm my guess is that chance and game engagement would be this list weakness because it is not an efficient fighting list. Like you have Han who's very inconsistent with his dice. Although in two point five stress just happens a lot more from things like bumping for red focuses and the need to stay in, in engaged creates a lot more K turns and stuff like that. That's true, yeah. Um, Han Han can absolutely uh you know, even Gar Saxon. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to point out, I put Fen Rao crew on my Han instead of, so it's Overtuned Fen, Gar, Trickshot, Engine title, uh, which I thought was kind of fun, because then you've got Joy and Q9 who can really benefit from the Okay, Fen so Rao you're crew. just running it for the other people more than... Yeah, the other people, because Q9 and Joy yeah, can I mean, really benefit from it. Yeah, you could even leave Engine off in that case, although... That's true. But then you Falcons just... tend to kite more, but... but... If you have Fenrau crew, maybe you just point front back and you're expecting to like sloop over people and then Fenrau the stress yeah. away. And like he's a large base ship, so zero to two is a pretty big bubble mm -hmm. for Q9 and Joy to be in. Okay. But I think this list is actually really good at like assault of the satellite array. You have a large base, you have a medium base, you're controlling a lot of ground. Uh, Han is extremely difficult to kill in six rounds. Um, because especially the engine upgrade version or not, he's a large base ship with boost, so he can just get out of dodge if he needs to. Um, this Q9, if, if you do the Lando IGD version, is actually pretty tanky. He's not Mandalorian tanky, but he's tanky. 
because he can, if he needs to just save all of his tokens for defense, he's got rerolls and calculates. Yeah, and um, for saving a point, that, you know, if you've got to go down from seven to six points, Q9 is, especially with this loadout, almost as good as a Mandalorian. Yeah. It makes me so sad he doesn't have Mandalorian optics, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joy is actually, a, I think, a pretty good flanker in this list. Um, if they turn in on Joy, then the rest of your list is hitting them from behind, which is probably preferable because you have some pretty immobile ships here, so they'd rather be chasing than knife fighting. Um, and if they turn away from Joy, it's Wedge, so he's, she's just going to you know, focus boost into range one, and if she gets a good roll, she decides to burn the Ion Torp charge. Uh, and then even using the Ion Torps as Ion Torps is still useful in a flanking position to put people out of position. Um, Overseer Yushin is probably the only piece that I think is just bad, um, but in a non-list building challenge, you just make him a Hav, I guess, or Bosk, or Z, something like that. Like you, you can make him one more. What Gamut would probably be better. Yeah, um, you make every three point ship Gamut to start. Yeah, if you can, yeah, that's yeah. that's absolutely um, there. But in this context, uh, pretty good at holding objectives is perfectly fine. Just grabbing like a salvage and then you know evading every turn. Um, you know, not totally useless. So I, I, I don't think I'd go anywhere near calling this list A tier, but I do think it has play in most of the objectives, with probably the exception of Chance, where it just gets bullied. Okay. Um, I, well, I am going to put together a randomized list and see just what uh, can come out of it, and I'm going to specifically do this one for uh, Greg, because... I am going to roll up a separatist list and I want to see just what uh, you can come up with for a random seppy list, Greg. Separatist is so sketchy in randomization too. I know. And this is a great one. So (laughs) I'm going to paste it in the chat for you to look at. And as you're looking at it, I'm going to go over it. So it's a five ship list in separatist with a separatist interceptor tri-fighter with treacherous targeting computer and intercept booster. A Stalgassen Hiveguard Nantex with Crackshot. DFS-81, that's the uh, Vulture droid that uh, when a friendly ship at range 0-1 defends, it can spend a Calculate to change all crits to hits. With Magpulse Warheads, Grappling Struts, and Baffle. General Grievous with Solus-1, Munitions Failsafe, Conk Missiles, Delayed Fuses, and Composure. And then IG-101 in the Rogue-class Starfighter. That is the uh, the droid pilot. At the start of the system phase, you can repair a face-up damage card. And he's got network calculations with synced laser cannons, munitions failsafe, and afterburners. So just looking at this right off the bat, you've got uh, three droids with network calculations. Unfortunately, there's no way to get any of them double calculate abilities. And no one in this list can carry a tactical relay. So you look at wanting to possibly change up a couple things. Well, see, DFS uh, 81 is the, uh, he's two points. I say but... he's actually probably the best two-point droid you could have pulled. Yeah, you go there. Uh, he gets uh, the most points. I say, looking at it real quick, my first thing I would do is I would change the Tri-Fighter to, uh, is it, it's Dis 347, who's that... I3, and he has at the start of the engagement phase, he may acquire a lock on an object at range one to three that has a friendly lock. Oh, that's, um, yeah, okay, that's a and, given. Yeah, and instead of three loadout points, he gets 14. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Uh, it's too many, actually. 
Character. Yeah. I mean, you lucked into having Grievous already, so that's nice. Uh, so then I guess the real question is, would you rather make the Rogue Cad, or would you rather make the Nantex Burwer? So I think you yeah. just keep the just generic Nantex. So, the Rogue Cad. And then make the Rogue Cad. Yeah. yeah, I just made it Cad, and then uh, that Stalgrazen stays the same, but I put Trick Shot on it since it's Initiative 3. Yeah. yeah uh, even Crivative Deflection is not bad if you want it to be a little more defensive. Um. Yeah, that one. Let's see. Some people have actually been using this DFS zero eight one, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, he's if you're ever using a single two point vulture, he gets oh, right, put out and he points. has an ability. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, right. Actually, initiative three. What three. are people doing with scum or with separatist cad? Uh, Doug flew separatist cad. Yeah. What did you do on that? Uh, uh I did ion cannon HLC title contraband and grievous crew which there's grievous mm-hmm. on here but uh i've seen a lot of people curious. with proc lines on them um i was like do people f- go really cheap to get somebody like duco on him like but that just oh i get uh-huh. that was a silly thing i was about okay, to say okay here's here's what i went since uh grievous is already in the list i did notorious ion cannon hlc contraband seismic charge on cadbane mhm say that again Notorious Ion Cannon HLC Contraband and Seismic Charge. Is that is that the version of the uh, Cad Bane that you flew at the tournament? Well, I didn't have Grievous in the list, so I did Grievous Crew, and then ah, I did right. Marksmanship and no bomb. But I did Count Dooku Heavy Laser Cannon on my Cad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! Why does that fit? Ugh. I could dig that Cad Bane for sure. Uh, so, yeah, for General Grievous, you obviously put impervium plating and stuff. Uh, just because zero points in the souls. Right I'm going to leave it exactly how they built it out. Composure, conch missiles, mutants, so oh, blade pieces. So yeah, you're a hero. <laughs> That's a in... perfect Grievous build. Perfect. Oh, I have soulless oh, one gosh. in Imperium plating. I still have 12 points to put on there. So out maneuver. Out maneuver. Yeah, it's the solid one. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. The the Cad Bane list I like actually is a uh, title HLC and Chancellor Palpatine. Because with the ability of, uh, uh, you know, Cat unfortunately does not have the uh, scum ability to pass his stress to another ship, but Palpatine kind of gives you a bit of stress control as well, and I really like that ability. And I had fun with Palpatine flying him in Republic lists back in the day. Uh, it's a card I'd like to put back on the table because, as folks might know, stress control is a strategy I have used in the past. And I also like the idea of having that purple coordinate out there, which can be really useful in lists where uh, you might want to have one of those tri-fighters, you know, get the extra coordinate and whatnot. Uh, I'm actually surprised. For some reason, I kept thinking that Grievous had a tactical relay slot. Nope. Some uh, I thought so, too. So, well, okay, so yeah, 2.0, they, they, they all did. Yeah, but now only some of them do. They used to, right, because people yeah. would fly Wad or uh, yeah. Seer. Seer. Yeah. Okay. So the one thing I'll say for the Cad Bane list that I had built and now changed because there's Grievous in the list, uh, I actually think Contraband is really good on CIS Cad. Uh, I had multiple times in the tournament that we played in where I was already stressed and then I'd pop Contraband 5k over somebody, catching them <laughs> off guard. Focus anyway, kill a ship, take another action. Uh, <laughs> that uh, is so dumb. I love and it. And 
And when you catch people off guard in 5k behind them, even though you're double stressed, they're usually not in a position to punish you. Yeah, what do you, uh, nobody expects a random 5k when you're stressed. Like, yeah. Because you can ion cannon them and then you get a free turn to recover. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I'd say is having flown rogues with only HLC and with ion cannon HLC, the ion cannon feels way better than just the bullseye shot. Yeah, but that doesn't fit well, with the force so... guys, Doug. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say Savage so. I... Only ten. Savage isn't in this faction. Yes, he is. Then why was he not an option? He's uh, an option right there. Is it because He's I didn't points. see him? Yeah, yes. it's because I. It's because I actually had left the munitions failsafe on there earlier, so he was grayed <laughs> out until I got rid of everything. So yeah, never mind. That's so why don't you like sync laser cannons? Just expensive. Um, it's pretty. It was pretty underwhelming when we t- when we tested it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's just the same price. I guess it's two points cheaper than HLC Ion Cannon. But when you line up the bullseye with dead to rights, HLC is amazing. Because yeah. you're going up a die, and they can't spend green tokens. <clears throat> um, I just think you want the three die all the time, which is why I'd lean Ion Cannon. Also, uh, Sync Laser Cannon doesn't work at range one. So you're, you're three dice at every range, but that, uh-huh. that four die ion cannon is scary for some ships. Like it's, and it's still against right. low agility oh. stuff, it's pretty much guaranteeing you're going to ion them. I realized that you can just throw outmaneuver ion cannon on CAD and you're not killing things with him. So is that. Okay, so he, yeah, his ability doesn't have to trigger on him killing something. It's just when no, another just, uh, ship. Another ship or Ranger 3 is destroyed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, outmaneuver ion cannon is a combo that can be just horrendously abusive. Uh, it and... can, but I worry that they'll just look at Cad Bane. Like, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> they I hate when they do that. <laughs> yeah, like, Cad is not particularly tanky. Like, he's, I mean, like, he's a T-70 on no. defense, which are, mm-hmm. like, they're not easy to kill, but it's also not hard to focus down a T-70 if you put your whole list into it. And if you're doing mm-hmm. outmaneuver ion cannon, you're just screaming, "Hey, target this ship!" That's true. Uh, Greg ran the uh, snapshot scum cad, and for that reason and that reason alone, I turned all my ships into cad bane on the very first turn of engagement because I just said, mm-hmm. "I don't want to put up with that BS for this entire game." What did you that, do? That reminds me. I Arthur. think it got knocked out of the cut on the last round of uh, Heat Three, but there was a rebel list that ran four snapshots. What? Um, it was. Wedge with snapshot, Wedge A Wing with snapshot, Luke with snapshot, and then Saw and Cassian with snapshot. I think two X wings, two U wings with no, snapshot. No, no, no. It was it was A Wedge, not X wing. No, oh, yeah. so A Wing, X wing, U wing, U wing. Yes, and all with snapshot. Ooh. And that is like look my uh, yeah, yeah. I'm immediately so, looking this up because that is something I want to look at. Yeah, they were uh, talking about it on stream and and made some good points, which is that like. Snapshot is expensive for a relatively crappy attack, but you think about how much people have been willing in the past to pay for like dorsal turret veteran tail or veteran turret gunner white wings. And snapshot is essentially that baked in. And in the 2.5 world, you're going to trigger snapshots. Engagements are pretty much forced to happen. Um, so just it's, it was essentially the idea was just, let's just double the amount of attacks we get each turn or close to it. Um, it it didn't work well well for him because unfortunately he rocked wedge early in the game and the defender Vader one shot that wedge. Oh, um, but uh, but it was an interesting list. Yeah, brave king. Yeah, that uh, I'm just even just thinking about that makes me go ooh because 
So does A Wing Wedge work with Snapshot? No. Ah. But but X Wedge didn't fit, so I think he just picked the he he chose Wedge over like the other four point A Wings. I don't even know if the others have enough points. Um, yeah, that's true. But like Wedge's ability still works normally, so then Again, I I think he brought it with the intention of these are just free shots and any random damage they do is helpful for me burning you know burning down the list. Fair uh, enough, I like that. Oh, sorry, real quick, we should we should do the same thing with the CIS list and talk about what it would want to do with scenarios. Scenarios, yes. Yeah, well, uh, this you're looking at you have so you have five reasonably mobile ships, uh, mm-hmm. so that's going to do really well for area control and. Uh, Things, where I think this runs into an issue, uh, it's not going to like uh, salvage mission at all. Uh, you've got some vulnerable ships that lose their man- maneuverability if they're towing a. Uh, uh, yes, a but like um, DFS can grab one without issue. Um, the the Nantex can actually grab them because it doesn't perform barrel or boost actions it just does a barrel or boost after tractoring itself wait a minute okay hold on let me look something real quick so grappling struts if you are on the x okay so you skip your x so you still do your perform action step when you are sitting on a rock with grappling struts correct yes so while you are sitting on a rock you can still take these scramble or uh toe actions Yes. So you can tow and just sit on a rock, turning around and being a turret while holding onto a crate. Correct. And DFS is actually better at that than normal droids because his ability is canceling crits. Yeah. While a friendly shiver urges one defense, you can spend a calculate to change all crits to hits. So he's so going to hold on to that for yeah, as long until he as dies. he can. Yep. Ah, okay. Okay, I, I dig it. So, yeah, it's maybe a little better at that. Uh, the Nantex, uh, man, generic Nantex is just make me twitch thinking of Spamtex back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, with like with Overseer in the last list, like this would be Burwer or Gorgle normally um, mm-hmm. to get a little bit more loadout. But taking what we have, so I went with Gravitic Deflections because I figure the point of this Nantex in this list is to either block and get in the way against higher initiative stuff or to just be an objective monkey. Like, it's going to grab a toe, and then it's going to laugh at the change in the rules because you can track it yourself anyway. Um, oh, yeah! Oh, right! Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to one turn around, you know, assault to the silent rider array or whatever, and still shoot because it's still a turret. Um, like, I'm not saying it's a star piece, but I think it can still provide use in a list like yeah. this. Um, okay. I think similar to the last one, this one probably isn't great in chance engagement. Uh, I think chances where you really see optimized lists are going to outperform these these random stuff. Um, but you have a five-ship list, which means it's not terrible at things like Assault. Um, I mean, you still have Grievous and Cad, which are a pretty decent core of uh, beefy ships that are annoying to take down. So, Yeah, see, I actually would have stuck with one of the IGs and gone all-in on the, uh, the droid uh, theme. But... Yeah, the problem there is you have to stick together. I think that's a... I don't think that's a great strategy for... 2.5 could be seen i think you know with again with everything going on out there i would not be shocked if someone found a way to make a uh, droid swarm work again yeah we've seen them a bit um i know marcel ran Django and 
six droids at uh or for XTC. Um, oh, speaking eight. of how is, how is XTC going? Oh, uh, we made it to the cut. We came in second in our division um, behind Canada, who went undefeated. What? Uh, but the uh, uh, yeah, they say yeah. we were. I'm actually not positive how Switzerland ended up against them, but we played them in their round three out of four, and Same we were the first. Flag. We were the first team to take a win off of them. Like they they crushed their first two matches, uh, and then they beat us three two. But uh, we went three and one, and uh, the cut is on August twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Okay. So we have a chance to change lists and everything, and uh, I'll probably be able to give you more of an update next episode whenever we've got stuff locked in. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. USA. USA. Yeah, we're out for revenge. Stupid Canadians. <laughs> I would like to note that I went undefeated. It was not me. I didn't lose to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but weren't all your games like... By the skin of your teeth on the last round. Uh, ironically, my game against Canada was the least close. <laughs> <laughs> the other three, yes, were all uh, like my my round, my fourth game against uh, Serbia. Uh, I was down, I want to say fourteen to nineteen going into the last round, and I killed two ships in one turn to win twenty-two to twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> man, um, are these streamed and archived anywhere? Because I mean, that's uh, I only had one game on stream. Um, unfortunately, with the weird time zones of trying to, you know, trying to make U.S. Central Time Zone versus European Central Time Zone, and trying to find a time when people could stream, it was difficult. Oh, tell me about when it. we That's could actually play. Yeah, murdered me during the entire Kyber Cup. Uh, but yeah, good on you. That's uh, good to hear that XTC is uh, doing pretty well, despite being mostly under the radar this season. Yeah, it was unfortunately a little little underhyped this year. Um, I think a part of it was Dion got really busy with life, so he wasn't able to do a lot of the hyping up he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't think he actually streamed a single XTC game, as far as I know. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, but so the cut is just think of the it is Canada, Italy, Philippines, Czech Republic, USA, Ireland, England, Spain, Germany, and Australia. So is the cut also round robin or Yes, it is a it is a nine round round robin that takes place over the weekend. Oh my god. That's a long couple of days. Yep. That is in uh XTC zero time zone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be miserable for us. It's five hours ahead of us. You know what we should do? We should stream it. Uh they're always uh, you guys are more than welcome to to reach out if you guys want to stream games. Uh, I don't want to commit to getting up at three a.m. Yeah, I say yeah. the first rounds oh. will start, probably start at oh. around three a.m. Oh. Well, the twenty you said twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty eighth. Yeah, twenty seven, twenty eighth. Saturday, Sunday. I'm gonna but have yeah, a so lot more the, time on my hands. Yeah, it's five rounds Saturday, four rounds Sunday. Mm-hmm. Smiddle, you've been far too quiet. What do you got planned for? Uh... The upcoming weeks, anything uh, big on the horizon for you? Ah, I mean, it's peak baseball season. I just yeah. got to watch the Cardinals sweep the Yankees in an amazing weekend of baseball this weekend. Uh, three, three playoff caliber games. The atmosphere is electric, and Even possibly a Hall of Fame bad umpire call. Oh my god, that was the worst call ever. Um, geez, but that's—I mean, that's what I. Uh oh, uh oh, we lost him. 
no, the umpire came back. The umpire Uh-oh. strikes back. <laughs> they, he said too much. Never he go against the umpire, umpire <laughs> union. <laughs> All right, my my the headphone umpire cord umpire. Got caught in my it's chair. The umpire empire. My apologies. Can y'all hear me? Am I back? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, but yeah, mostly the baseball thing is what I'm going on in my life currently. Sounds good. Sounds A lot of work. Good. Work is busy. Oh, work is so busy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. My cousin's getting married in October. That's probably the next big thing on my list. Awesome, awesome. Sounds good. Uh, I have absolutely nothing on the agenda, and guys, that feels great. It does. It's nice. But uh, you know, we'll be getting some more X-wing in. We're going to have some new players out at the game store this week. We're going to get some uh, more tournaments going on when uh, uh, late August and September roll around. So. Looking forward to trying some of this new stuff. I think Gen Con has showed us that there's a lot that's viable out there, and we're looking forward to it. If there's any kind of random stuff you guys would like to see us explore on the podcast, be it uh, a pilot or a card that you'd like to see us try and figure out how to make it work, or if you've just got some wacky ideas that you want to test out. Uh, Doug and I have been tossing around some uh, interesting stuff that we wanted to try out that we might talk about on a future podcast. But uh, feel free to contact us either through socials or at TashiStationXWing at gmail.com and throw us your ideas and uh, we'll explore them. It's a team effort. Hooray! <laughs> oh, Teamwork. team! All right, and with that, I think that just about wraps up this episode of Tashi Station Radio for Tashi Station. I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm poor. And we will see you in the upcoming weeks with things. I really need to find out. It was not specific at all. See you in the future about stuff. I hate that I'm about to chant this, but crits and squiggles. Crits and squiggles. It's actually a pretty solid podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's going on a shirt. I'm doing it. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash TashiStationXWing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.